Welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about a cult classic comedy, uh, late 90s, and that movie is... Holy shnikes. I'm a maniac, maniac on the fall. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> Why? I love this movie. I saw it a lot as a kid because, uh, I don't know about you, but like mid to late 90s, watched a lot of the SNL, not just like Saturday Night Live in general, but the uh, movies adjacent to it. And anything with a Saturday Night Live star in it, my family was going to go see it. So we watched like every Adam Sandler movie in the 90s, every Chris Farley movie, Dirty Work. Let us do your dirty work. Like just anything that was like in that orbit, which now is funny to look at because if somebody from SNL is in a movie, I'm not going to go, not only not going to go rush to see it, I'm like, who the hell is that? But back then it was like, you go see this movie because, you know, it has Chris Farley, it has Sandler, Norm, Tim Meadows, whoever you want to throw in the movies paid. And this movie is hilarious. I think um, a little cringy, to especially if you're new to the movie and you didn't like grow up with it. A lot of cringe comedy in there, but um, a lot of points I want to get to in this. But I think like just, I wonder if you if you watch it now if it's just as funny as if you grew up with Chris Farley. But for me and you, obviously, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that was one of the best SNL casts. Like there are a few like you, but you, critically, critics hated them. Well, too. I, I for sure, but like I feel like it was one of the best. I think it was the best. Now, uh, I mean, granted, I was growing up at this time, um, and so I was like very into the comedy and like that that they were doing. And so when Tommy Boy came out, I was like, oh yeah, all about it. Let's go see Tommy Boy. Yeah. Um, and like, there was even a, like a whole thing with my family because. I watched Tommy Boy so much and was able to quote it. Like, it's one of those quotable movies, right? Um, and, like, um, I would recite, and, like, my sister and, like, my parents would, like, be like, hey, do the, do the thing from Tommy Boy. And, like, I would do the, like, fat guy in a little coat, or I would do the, uh, Helen, let me tell you why I <laughs> suck as a salesman. Um, and just, like, recite all of these things. Um, I don't feel like, uh, not granted, I actually didn't ask their opinion, but a couple of years ago now at this point, um, uh, we were on vacation, my sister and her kids and me and my folks too. And my sister was like, hey, let's, let's watch Tommy Boy. Let's show Tommy Boy to my kids. How old are the kids? Uh, so you had, at that time, uh, one end of high school, two beginning okay. of high school, and then two that were younger uh, one middle of grade school, one a little bit younger than that at that point. Um, and of course I'm sitting there and I'm laughing the entire yeah. time and, and all of the jokes and I don't know how they felt about it. Um, and it was me being like, I'm going to be the cool uncle. I'm going to show my nieces <laughs> and my nephew, Tommy boy, cause I'm the cool uncle. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I had a great time watching it. My sister had a fun time watching it. I don't know about my, my nieces. So um, I know that they follow a lot of this stuff, and so they're, you know, like, on Instagram and, yeah. and Facebook. So, Nieces, uh, what did you think of the movie? Um, I, I, I don't know. I never really asked them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like... I just don't know if people identify, like, I, I'm curious the answer, because I don't know if they identify with Chris Farley the way you or I would. No. Whereas, like, when he died, it was, like, a sad thing in my family. Oh, that and, was, like, I mean, that was the worst. I watched died. the... Uh, 
the Letterman clip when he did that, that uh, entrance on Letterman where he ran through the crowd and then threw a guy in the dumpster. I watched that like once a month just to like cheer me up. Yeah. And I just don't know if there's like that identification to it. So nieces, call in if you know. Yeah, um, call in. Want to hear your opinion on that. But yeah, it's um, also Chris Farley. This is a Marquette movie. Uh, one of the rare Marquette movies, Marquette alum, Chris Farley, Marquette alum. I, fun fact, was a runner-up for the Chris Farley Award at Marquette University like 11 years ago or whatever the hell it was now. Um, that's one of my favorite things about this. I'm in interested if you're going to try to stretch this into a Chicago movie. Well, uh, a couple, I mean, number one, I, I, I did want to ask, like, yeah, was Marquette, is, was, is this indicative of what life was like? At Marquette, like going to school at Marquette. Well, like? it's actually funny that shirt that he's wearing in a lot of it's like a polo, long sleeve yeah. polo with the yellow and blue stripes. That is a very popular shirt among the Marquette community. There you but, go. Yeah, no, it is. I, as someone who uh, also struggled to get through Marquette University, I really identify with this. Bruh. Good to hear. But it is a Chicago movie because, uh, you know, at the end of the movie when they go to see uh, Zelinsky, the auto parts king, it's in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Chris Farley cut his teeth in Chicago. Um, passed away in Chicago. Passed away in Chicago. Um, Second City, all of that. So, I mean, yeah, it's 100% a Chicago movie. So. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with and just that. just to like one more point on like the Chris Farley identification like like him being part of my identity of like growing up in comedy a anytime I think of the John Hancock I think of Chris Farley yeah like, it's like synonymous to me yeah that's where he lived and died yeah and that's just like so like that's just when we get to the idea of like if, if people in the mid thousands or now would, would think this is funny because that cringe comedy I don't know. I think you have to kind of identify with the actors and the characters to really like come along with it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't like when you think of like cringe comedy and gross-out comedies. Like, I don't think that this movie is a gross-out movie. No. It's not. Um, and I don't think it's really cringy. Like, y there are parts that you might say like maybe it's cringy, like the 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 um, uh, the scene in the motel. Yeah. Right. Like, that's not really like. I, I would argue it's not really cringy. Like maybe somebody today would be like, "That is super cringe." Like I can't I think believe you would be, do be that. Like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I think it's like I, I think it's funny. Like I think it's exactly. And it's also, it, I mean, at its core, if we're gonna like put it into a group, it's a buddy comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And so I mean, I don't think there's very much that's cringy about it. But without knowing Chris Farley and being like, yeah, I remember watching uh, his sketch where he did the uh, the the. The, the coffee crystals. My, one of my favorites. I mean, you know, that that alone, like, was one of the, like, one of his great clips on SNL. And if you don't know that, or you don't know his style, or you don't know Matt Foley, or you don't know right. any of the things that he's done, yeah, you just kind of go, who is this I think I think that's, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, it was this, this, this fat guy that's like kind of a buffoon. Yeah. But if you know him, this, I mean, there's not that many movies that he did. There's only a handful, but this is number one. Yeah, for sure. And one of my favorite comedies of the 90s. Yeah. Um, which is funny because Roger Ebert hated it. I know. This yeah. was his like most hated movie. And um, I mean, I could get it. Like if you're trying to be like high cinema... Um, yeah, it's not high art. It's not, you know, this isn't film. Like, yeah, it's not a film school movie. No. So when I was in film school, this was the film. It's not a film. It's like there's there's a difference, right, between a movie and a film, right? Like, you know, hoity-toity, yeah. raise your yeah, pinky, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, 
But I don't know. I mean, like, I still think that it's, it's, it's clever in its usage um, that the writers took this and based it off of something that happened at SNL. Um, so not an SNL sketch, but um, uh, so Chris Farley shared an office uh, with, I believe, Adam Sandler and David Spade. Yeah. And when he and David Spade would get in fights, which would be often because Chris Farley has a very big personality, um, he would like take David Spade's actual jacket, sport coat, a jacket, a sport coat, fat guy in a little coat. And he would rip it every single yeah, time. Yeah, every single time. Chris was always bored and I was trying to scribble away and write some crummy sketches and uh, you know, when he'd go, uh, David, turn around, and I go. Who would say this? Chris. Chris, yeah. And I go, if this is fat guy in a little coat, it's not funny anymore, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, right. And he goes, right. no, it's not, I'm working on new stuff. And I go, <laughs> and I turn around, he had my little Levi jacket on, and he goes, fat guy in a little coat, don't you quit on it! To take that and be like, yeah, we're gonna take this and make that the centerpiece joke of this movie, but then the writers, like, doing a fantastic job and being like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make this a Hamlet. Yeah. Like, it, it's a telling of Hamlet. So I don't see why... First off, I regret the fact that in high school, my teachers didn't show us this movie and be like, compare and contrast <laughs> Tommy Boy to Hamlet. And um, They showed us that awful, we watched in high school, that awful uh, Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio one that came out in oh, the yeah. mid-90s, where it's like present day, but yeah. they have vernacular. Yeah, that show me Tommy Boy. Yeah, absolutely, like some of these other ones. Uh, but, I mean, the fact that they did that was like, it, it's kind of genius. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's not appreciated because I don't think a lot of people watch it going, I'm watching this because I think it's Hamlet. Yeah. Like, I don't think most people even come away going, that's Hamlet. But maybe that's just, like, as a result that, that, of... There's a lot of movies like that, though, yeah. that, are, that are based off something else like that. And, you know, one of the things when, when watching these movies and, like, you see throughout all of these episodes, right, is I love to see the little connections to other movies, like, that have been done in the past. So, for example, in this one, one of the big ones is you've got Bo Derek. Um, as the stepmom, or soon to be stepmom, and become stepmom, right? Um, and when Chris Farley meets her, uh, he says to Brian Dennehy, She's like a 10. She's like a 10. And in the 80s, there was, that's Bo, like one of Bo Derek's like famous movies, is 10. <laughs> Um, and it's a slight reference that if you have no idea, first off, who Bo Derek is, um, or even about that movie, like it just just goes right over your head, and it's just kind of like a throwaway line. But I love that they that they did something like that, that they made that connection to Bo Derek and her past. I haven't seen Ten because I, I still haven't seen the first nine yet. We'll get there eventually. Boo, boo. No, that is that is good. Um, I actually like didn't really even connect that, but that is like just you mentioned Bo Derek, pretty good cast in the movie too. Yeah. Um, like I said, growing up with Chris Farley, I think I grew up thinking Rob Lowe was a villain, just from like a, kind of an asshole, just from this movie. I had never like I was going back and thinking about this when we were preparing for this episode. I never realized why I thought Rob Lowe was like a douche. Yeah, and it's probably because I watched this movie as a child. Yeah. Well, and I think it's funny because I believe this is one of the movies where Rob Lowe is actually not credited. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that, he's not credited. Which is not, kind movie. of odd, actually. Yeah, and I know there's a reason why, and I just don't know. It's not coming to me right now. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, and like some of those character actors, and like you think about like when we watched um, uh, Back to School, mm-hmm. and you had um, Robert Downey Jr. Right? Like yeah. some of these like actors from like the '80s that kind of started to resurface again in the '90s, and then blew back up in the 2000s, right? For a variety of reasons. Right. Um, it's it's kind of cool to see, and it's funny that he's not credited in this movie. Yeah, and this is also one, like, the, the uh, mentioned it being a buddy comedy, you kind of, uh, anytime a movie with this format, you kind of know how it's going to end up, like, throughout the whole thing. And I think that's a good sign of, of enjoying a comedy is when you, you pretty much know, I want to say for the first 10 minutes, like, my thing with, like, generic rom-coms is always within the first... 15 minutes are going to know how it ends. And yeah. that's fine if that's what you're in the mood for. Like, I watch, uh, it's kind of even a guilty pleasure. I'll throw on, like, a shitty rom-com from, like, the late 90s, early 1000s. And it's like, I know how it's going to end, but I'm just here for the for the ride to turn my brain off for a second. This isn't one of those things where it's like, I know how it's going to end, but you know, like, they're going to succeed at the end. Like, yeah. it's how every Adam Sandler movie ends, too, with, like, a big uh, event of, like, um, and we think we mentioned this in Back to School, like the party at the end, kind of like there's always like a, the whole ensemble cast is together and everyone and like everyone's rooting for the main character. Um, when we talk about Billy Madison, we're sure there's a clip of Norm Macdonald going, "Yay, Billy!" Yeah, Billy! Billy's number one! Yeah! Like you always just know how these movies are gonna end, but if you still enjoy the ride with, while knowing that, yeah, I think it says a lot for the jokes that are in the movie and like just the the writing in general. Yeah. And the fact that this movie, talk about enjoying the ride, they spend a lot of it in the car, yeah. driving around the country to sell auto parts. Which is why, like, that, that, their relationship, like, they're stuck together through the whole thing. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's so many clips from this movie that are just hilarious. The, the part where uh, he bends the car door backwards because yeah. he forgets to close it as he's backing up to get gas in the car. Nope, sorry, they're all out of gas. Only had diesel. Um... Uh, the the deer in the car, uh, the whole thing with uh, the going back to the the motel room um, with the with first uh, Tommy catching uh, David Spade's character having a little uh, alone time with himself, uh, and then the reverse of David Spade's character coming and being like, "Hey, Tommy, we sold it. We're all good." and you know, just the housekeeping joke, you know, um, just, it's just funny. Um, I do want to say that, uh, the girl at the pool, actually both Chris Farley and David Spade dated. Oh, in real life? In real life. That's fun. And like, that was kind of also another, like, they, they butted heads on, like, uh, for something like funny. that. It's naughty time. Two last things I just got on this is, first off, uh, flying from Ohio to Chicago and they're talking about how they're not going to need life jackets. They're going to likely cl- crash into a mountain. What mountain is there between <laughs> Sandusky, Ohio, and That's Chicago? Like an hour flight, too. Yeah, so like one of those things that, you know, making a joke just to make a joke. But I have a point on the flying. There's like this subcategory in my head that I've created of pre 9 11 movies. And obviously, there's a gazillion pre 9 11, anything before 9 11. Like, pre-9-11 movie but what I mean by that is like right before 9-11 like in the preceding like five to ten years and Chris Farley like pretending to be a suicide bomber at one oh, point yeah. wouldn't want things to get messy 
oh my god like, oh yeah <laughs> it would not seven years later you're not gonna write that into a movie and it's hilarious I think we talked about this with Meet the Parents. Like Meet the Parents came out a year before 9-11. Yeah. And Ben Stiller does that thing with bomb, 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 bomb. Bomb, 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 Like you were so close to having that written out of the movie. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I don't know. Maybe people do think it's cringe watching it, but maybe they separate it and can go Now I think we're beyond that. I think it's enough time. Like that's fine. I don't know if you could write it into a movie, but I don't think people would be cringe about that. I think it's more just like the characters. Yeah. Like, do people relate to and find Chris Farley? I think it's like one of the best comedic minds the last 30 years. Like, do people connect with that? I mean, I think they have to, right? Because you have so many people who have mimicked what he did. Yeah. With the like slapstick and the like, that's the that's their whole spiel. Like comedians now, going back and taking things from like Chris Farley's bits and developing their comedy around it. I mean, Sandler said that, um, not just because they're both fat guys that do a lot of physical comedy, but Kevin James was cast in Grown Ups and uh, what's that movie when they pretend to be gay? Uh, Chuck I and Larry. Down to Chuck and Larry. Yeah, Kevin James is in that one too. And then I think like Kevin James and Sandler are like really good friends. Like Kevin James produced uh, Zookeeper for, or sorry, Sandler produced Zookeeper for Kevin James. But like Grown Ups would have been Chris Farley in that. Yeah, and it's like, but and it's not just like, oh, this is a fat white guy who does some physical comedy. Like, Kevin James is probably, in some ways, even though they're he was doing stand up in the '90s and was like developing his own voice, then a very similar mold to Chris Farley in that way. Yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with you know that connection, but I mean, I just don't feel like people know that all of these comedians that people like nowadays yeah. that are in that mold, right, of the very physical comedy. It comes back down to like Chris Farley, and like you could follow the line down. Chris Farley wasn't the first one to do that type of comedy, right. but um, he did such a good job of it in the '90s. So yeah, yeah. Read a history book or Wikipedia or something. Yeah. Score. So, uh, man, I like this movie so much, but I feel like people probably didn't get it. So I'm gonna go like six point four. Okay, I'm going to go slightly higher because I think there are some people that agree with us on it. Um, but I think just because it's like a, kind of a slapstick comedy, it can't break into the sevens. I'm going to go six, seven. 7.1. Holy oh, shit. Wow. I mean, good. Good. But I'm a little surprised, yeah. Because, you know, usually people go like, Roger Ebert says it's bad. It's the worst movie yeah. ever made. Like, Fuck him. 